What up, what up? Hello, everybody. This is Drew Claiborne, and I'm here with a very awesome buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Blake Heidenrich. And just because nobody knows who the hell you are, uh, I thought I'd give a nice little uh, little background of Blake. We met sure. at U of M. And, uh, go Blue. Go Blue. And it's crazy. I still remember the time we went to Chipotle and you were telling me how like you remember your accident and stuff and sure. I know that's probably like I don't know if it's a tough topic or not but it's up to you if you yeah I was gonna see just so everybody has kind of a background of you if you don't mind would you mind explaining how your accident happened and what that moment was like yeah no no problem at all I'm an open book um <laughs> so it was uh 2006 so 13 years ago um went in went for a late night with some friends was out kind of for the fourth of july kind of barbecue and fireworks in uh just in southeastern michigan so close to home and a few of us went for a late night swim um none of us had lived there um it was a boating area and just i guess you'd say for a lot of reasons thought the water was a lot deeper than it was um and so it was kind of a retaining wall with a 80 foot dock and saw people getting in their boat and Decided to, you know, let's, uh, let's go run and jump off. And uh, I'd always, always enjoyed diving in water, just that feeling that kind of rushes over your face as the water kind of passes by. And so yeah. went and took off my clothes down to my bathing suit. And I guess one of the joys of being 21 and in good shape is just went for a running head start um, and just ran and dove off. And I guess you could say didn't quite get that feeling of uh, water rushing over my face. It was more just kind of ran and dove in and then just kind of nothing happened. And so uh, after a few seconds of trying to figure it out, it was one of those, okay, I guess we'll stand up and go do it again type uh, events in terms of you're just talking to yourself internally. And after you know, 20, 30 seconds kind of realized, nope, I'm laying in the water and felt an air bubble roll up my cheek when I opened up my mouth. And so I knew I was in the water, but uh, knew I also couldn't move and couldn't do anything. And so turned out to be paralyzed from the shoulders down and so broke my C3 and C4 vertebrae. Um, and so I guess you'd say I was conscious throughout the whole thing and remember everything up until getting in the ambulance. But uh, I guess you'd say it was definitely a life-changing event from that point forward. Well, that's pretty traumatic. It, it was. It was <laughs> the, the traumatic part uh, wasn't sitting there laying there knowing I was or, or thinking I was going to die because you're face down in water. Um, the traumatic part actually came from there's somebody else that ran and jumped off the dock, must have been right behind me, must have gone feet first, but they must have saw me laying there and you know, after 20, 30 seconds was like, hey, this doesn't look right. I'm going to flip right. this guy over. And so he flipped me over and they pulled me back to the retaining wall, um, him and a couple other friends that were up on the grass still. Um, and at one point when they had me laying there in the water next to the retaining wall, next to the dock, um, you know, one person behind me kind of holding my head and back, one person on each side of me holding my body somebody lifted up my left arm and was like, um, so can you, can you feel this? And I said, feel what? Cause it was kind of like gasping for breath and looked down, like glanced down and saw my left arm just kind of like half hanging there, kind of like a dead corpse. And that's when you say that's what became traumatic is I lost my shit, so to say, and kind of, kind of realized that they're holding my arm and it just felt very detached from me. Cause I couldn't feel what they're, I couldn't feel it at all. And obviously couldn't move it. And so, that's when I that, that at that point going forward I was a basket case to say the least. Well, 
you know, shit happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so with that. Some big shit, that's, some small that's shit. Blake. <laughs> but let's just get into fucking what we've been wanting to talk about for sure. fucking ever now. So it's something crazy, like how this came about, just so you guys know. Is I like Instagrammed a picture of me about to eat an edible, which I do kind of regularly just to let my body relax and stuff. And I was like, all right, we're just about to eat an edible, pretending, pretending it's not fucking Valentine's Day, pretending I'm not horny as fuck and can't do anything about it. And all this kind of stuff And Blake You called me up And was just like Yo let's talk about this So it was It was kind of cool Just because We really do have this like Situation being guys After a spinal cord injury Where it's like There's so many like Letdowns as far as Affection and Attraction or sexual activity and all this kind of stuff so something we haven't talked about since i did it because you suggested it so me and you both got us some fucking escorts you told me to try this escort website and i'm I'm gonna tell you this yeah i did it i tried it and it was very very like Parts of it were fun and exciting. Parts of it were just like awkward and weird. And just like, because you said you did it twice. I did. How was yours? It was good. I mean, the first one I was very much wanting like a date. Um, And so it wasn't just obviously the sex um, or the, you know, the physical attention. It's the emotional attention. So the first one, I actually, I put on a suit minus a tie and got roses and a bottle of wine and put on some music and candles. I mean, did the whole like, you're you're wanting to like, you know, sugar sugar coated for the lady kind of thing. Then she came Um, in looking all frumpy. No, no, she came in, she she, she looked good. I was really hoping at that point for the the dress and stilettos, didn't quite get that, but um, actually had an evening of chocolates, wine, some picture taking, um, and then the, the, I guess, bedroom activities, and then we fell asleep afterwards. And so it was, gotcha. to be honest, in terms of being like an escort service, it was very, there was no quid pro quo. There was no, like, this is what's going to happen. It right. was more the case. She came and spent the evening with me, and you know, <laughs> at the end I gave her a, a donation, so to say, right. um, in an envelope, but there was no talk of what was in the <laughs> envelope or anything. It was, it was, very, it was right. very casual and seemed very natural. And that was probably mm. the biggest surprise to me is I didn't really know what to expect. And it seemed very natural and casual. She just came and spent a couple hours in my apartment gotcha. and then left. And that was it. And there was there was no negotiation right. about what we were doing or what was happening. It was like, <laughs> just wanted her to come spend some time with me. And um, obviously some things, some things ended up occurring, but uh, <laughs> um, way. a very we'll natural way. That. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you this. I had some fucked up moments in mine. Like, okay, so she... At first, she was super scared to come in and shit because, like, with my nurses, with people being here, sure, all of that kind of stuff, I had to, like, call her, convince her to get in and come up to the door where she could see me. So I had, like, my blinds open on the door that goes outside. 
That way she could like see me and be like, okay, I'm not a cop or some shit. Sure. (laughs) But then, so she comes in and fucking, so she lays down, we talk for a minute and just like get acquainted and all that stuff. She asked me like about my story and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just giving her kind of the lay down. I I didn't really want to get into it because I'm like. Ugh, it's it's a long story. But then afterwards, she starts fucking crying. Like, hard crying. And she's just like, that's so sad. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Luckily, she wasn't crying while we were doing it. But <laughs> it, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. So, like, she cries. Luckily, it wasn't too long or nothing. And so then, yeah, we did the deal and all that kind of stuff. But it was so bad, like, halfway through. Because, you know, I, I can't feel it. There's no part of it where I'm, like, actually getting, like, physical pleasure. It's all about the visual and mental for me. Sure. So, like, about halfway through it, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I was like, this is weird. But then I got back into it. We're having fun and stuff. But then I kept trying to tell her. I'm like, yo, my feeling is from halfway up my neck up. And she, like, she might have touched my ear, like, once. So, like, that whole aspect uh, of it was just kind of... lacking. Yeah. Because yeah, for me... more attention from the, from the, from the neck up. Yeah, definitely. So, like, for me, it's all about... There is some emotional aspect to it, too. Kind of what you're saying, where it's like, you just wanted that attraction and that feeling and stuff. And I just... I didn't really feel it. I don't know. It it, it felt... Felt somewhat odd, but then still... I I wouldn't be against doing it again. Just because it, it did satisfy... The physical and mental aspect. Sure. I but can... not so much the emotional and like, yeah, that kind still, of stuff. Still, still kind of leaves you empty when she leaves. Right. Uh, which I can totally understand. I guess to give some of your listeners, uh, I guess, more guidance. So obviously I was originally paralyzed, you know, this, but originally paralyzed from the shoulders down on a ventilator. Um, right. They put me on the ventilator just for precautionary reasons. So I was only on it for maybe two and a half weeks. Um, now your ass the, is walking, but not like. I was in the ass, yeah, and so not but, like you know, walking, so, walking, but like walking. Not walk, it's walking. Yeah. So four and, a half, four, four and a half months of being in rehab, was able to walk out with the the use of a cane, and so get around now. But I'm kind of your, I'm your 34 year old who's got the heart and interests of a 19 year old, but the body and physical capabilities of an 85 year old. Oh and my so, god! So I get, and that's I get the around. Part, that's the part I slow. wanted to get into next. Is like how we got to this point right to where we needed to go get an ex an escort or whatever because like so like how long has it been since you've dated anyone at this point uh probably about three years okay i think about three years um this when i was back in michigan i've been out here for about a year in california gotcha Um, but in, in that that relationship was uh Again, more of a physical relationship. Right. And it was probably maybe six weeks. 
but it had a lot of um, connection as well. And so um, you could definitely say dating has been very mixed since my accident. Right. Um, and I was like kind of the same for me has been two years. And before that, it was three years. <laughs> yeah. And you, when you go these long ass spurts and mine kind of like yours was mostly physical and it was just like, I don't even know how to explain it more. So she was batshit crazy, which I don't know. I don't uh, know about yours. Mine wasn't. That's probably not a, um, <laughs> an odd uh, uh, experience. So you're probably not the only one that's felt that. Mine right. was. It was just so. It felt so natural, and that was kind of the interesting part. Is I really wanted like the the event, like the date. I really wanted the date as much as any type of physical activity. And um, I can I can feel everything from the shoulders down. Um, it's a little bit diminished. I just can't finish. So when it comes to gotcha. having um, physical contact, the finishing part's the hard part. So there was one mm. point in terms of. I mean, you'll probably get a crack out of this, Drew, where at one point she's like, I need you to finish for me uh, oh because God. things were going on for quite a while because I guess right. you would say things usually last as long as the female wants them to last since I can't finish, but I don't have an issue of um, performance. Get, uh, of performance, yeah. There's no issue there. It's just it's just okay. I never get fully satisfied. So she at one point had said, you know, I need you to, to finish for me sometime. And I basically had to explain, like, I can't finish. <laughs> so basically, we could be here all day long if you wanted to. So does your body act like you do, though? Because, like, so me with this escort, it, same thing. I, I didn't finish. But the next day, my body was loose as fuck. No spasms, no nothing. My body was relaxed as hell. So I'm like, okay, something happened. Was that the physical, um, just uh, exercise that you kind of got out of it? The physical movements that helped yeah. like, release the tone a little bit? Basically, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. My body reacted as if I did come, but it didn't. Oh, you know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah. No, as we're we're all we're all different. Now, I, having right. a orgasm has been one thing that's been very different. It's it's I've had versions of it, maybe. But it's just not the same, and so I've I For haven't. Sure. Put it way, I haven't had an orgasm in like a legitimate one in thirteen and a half years, and so it's been it's been quite Seriously? some time. Yeah, since before my accident. Not even like one crazy chick who just went wild. And oh no, I've, I've, I've done I've done the crazy chick and the wildness. <laughs> it just leads to and a couple still of, a couple couple hours of intercourse of a lot right. of fun. But the happy ending, there's there's no <laughs> happy ending. There's only a frustrated, one or two things. It's either right. a frustrated or it's a I'm so exhausted from going at it with you type ending. It's one of those two. I usually prefer the latter because <laughs> you go out for a while and you're exhausted. So right. you just want to lay there and cuddle. Exactly. Um, at least at least they tried because nah, my last ex, she fucking would come on top of me and did it basically fall asleep on top of me and she was like she just got herself off and sure. we dated for like three months and just yeah no nah, nothing ever I had two, two females that uh i've dated since the accident where we were at that point in the relationship one was for six weeks one was for about 11 months but both mm. of them were very good about trying to to please me as i tried to please them and so it um led to essentially a lot of episodes of long time in the bedroom <laughs> Uh, <laughs> long, long episodes there was no like that's what's up 
quick wang and bang. It was more like we could go at it for a long period of time. So it was good and it was fun for both of us. But uh, yeah. the happy endings were non-existent, unfortunately. Damn. Damn. But, but, then, but then... that said, if, if, if sex is a lot of fun, which I think it is, the, right. the fact that it would last a long time made that part much more enjoyable than, say, if you were to have a quicker quicker time. And so it, it was, you, sure. you, you, you win some and you lose some. You don't get the happy ending, but you get a lot more time doing the enjoyable part. So I, I can't totally complain when it comes to the bedroom activities. They're, it's right. a little bit harder to come by with the accident, but once I'm actually in the bedroom, it's it can be quite some fun. See, but that's what kind of goes next is like, all right, so we have these stories, we have these experiences, but then we go long, long spurts in between where we, where it's just like nothing. And I think it's it's kind of interesting to just talk about how, like, that lack of affection, that lack of attraction and all that kind of stuff kind of screws with us. At least for me, it does. Oh, I don't know sure. about you. No, me as well. Because I know, like, I get these spurts where it's just, like, literally all day, every day, all I can think about is something sexual someone i'm interested in something going on and i literally can't get it out of my brain and i'd be trying so damn hard to to just be like stop thinking about that especially if it's someone who like shit what happened with your roommate because you said you had a cute roommate she might be interested you didn't know oh no no i think so she was never interested that was more of a joke um Uh, i did i did have a very cute roommate she was here for five weeks and is in the process right. of moving out right now. And I'm having a, a new person hopefully move in. Um, but she had a boyfriend to begin with. And so I, there right. was, I didn't know that until she, after moved, she moved in. But the, the idea of us becoming something was more of a joke than anything else. Right. Um, but, but it doesn't stop the fact that it's a thought that you have. It was. It was. But I will say, and this just goes to age. How, how old are you right now, Drew? 25. Okay. So I'm 34. And so I would say my mid-20s. The thought of uh, physical contact with somebody um, and like sexual thoughts. There are definitely periods where lingered it, more. Well, no, not even lingered, but like it is. It was about every seven seconds. Um, <laughs> so trying to get away from yeah, it was almost impossible. Right. Yeah, almost almost impossible. Now at thirty four, uh, I don't necessarily have that issue as much. It definitely crosses gotcha. my mind, and there's things I still think about, but it's not the constant. You can never right. get away from it. Even with the lack of attention I get at times, that's not so much there. Um, You look more for like the date and like the emotional and just like fun company is almost more important than the actual sex itself. Well, not not even just the sex. sex. But like you you said, you think about the company, you think about like just the interaction. Oh, for sure. Just to have someone that is attracted to you, hopefully. No, of course. That, uh, <laughs> and that, that's one thing you made the comment about having the escort that was just right. not there. It was fun and it was enjoyable, but there was no yeah. like, genuine interest. Right. You knew they were there because it was part of the profession. Um, and so the genuine interest in that kind of connection was, was lacking. And that is it's harder to find. And I, I don't disagree with you at all there that it's, it's something yeah. that is every person with a spinal cord injury has their own unique experience because their own unique situation. But... It definitely, yeah. I think, the common thread is it's more intermittent than it would be otherwise. For sure. And I know I was reading this, reading this article the other day, talking about, so you know the, like, 
five love languages? I've heard of it, yes. Right. So, like, my love language is a 100% touch. Like, all my friends knew before my accident, walking around the hallways. Didn't matter. Friends, females, whatever. I was going to hug you, grab you, touch you. Some version of just, like, like that was my way of showing. You, you want me to come cuddle with you right now, Drew? Kind of. <laughs> come get your ass over here. There Hop on go. my lap and let's snuggle. Sounds good to me. But that's the part that I lack all, all the time. All the time sure. where it's like people don't come up and hug me. People don't come up and like, and if they do, it's almost like a a pat on the head. Like I'm, in, yep. like, uh-huh. like I'm a damn cat. And just like, and it's so bad because the initial reaction whenever anybody touches your head is like a cat to fucking lean into it and like I'm always like fuck god damn it stop <laughs> I'm, I'm not a lap dog <laughs> but it's like the genuine sensual touch is just seriously lacking for me because once again I can only feel from my neck up and then it's always far away I have my armrests my arms are out all this kind of stuff. My phone is usually, we're usually sitting right here, and they like, so it doesn't really. It's not very inviting for most people. Uh, I'm totally with you. I'm definitely a hugger. Um, all my friends know that, especially my female <laughs> friends, guy, guy friends and female friends, but especially yeah. my female friends, they all know I'm a big hugger, and so love to get a hug when they show up, and love to get a hug when they leave. Um, <laughs> and it's it. I will say my big pet peeve, and this goes before the accident, this actually has nothing to do with the accident or anything to do with anything of our previous conversation with the sexual stuff, just in terms of hugs. Um, the people that give hugs where it's just like a, a pat, 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 kind of like on the bat kind of, yeah. back kind of thing. I, I hate that. Yes. I'm so much more of a, give me like a, a genuine like bear hug kind of person. Exactly. Yep. So I'm, I'm totally there. My, my, niece, my niece actually gives the best hugs. It's totally like the bear hug kind of thing. So. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, and she knows with me, she knows I love the big hug. So she's very right. good about it. And all this, I think all this just leads to us. I don't know if you feel this way, but I know I feel like my tank is depleted a lot. Like my tank sure. is always empty. And sure. I'm always looking for something and hoping something can fill it. But yeah, so it I, is empty yeah, a the, lot. The best advice I can give there, just from my years of going through probably a lot of what you're going through, in a very different situation as we all have different unique circumstances, um, is trying to find fulfillment. And there's various things that can bring fulfillment. I will I will say the, and I, this is true of everybody, it has nothing to do with the spinal cord injury, the like sexual need all the time that you feel like you can't get out of your head, I feel like that, that, that morphs over time. So when you're 30s, Versus your twenties, I think that'll change mm-hmm. just naturally. Nothing to do with the accident. Um, I and I've I've noticed that, and so that's there. There is some relief coming in terms of that getting it out of your head type thing. Don't worry, I I, I was there. I hope so. I had a lot of sleepless nights. Don't get me wrong. So <laughs> legitimate sleepless nights. Right. Um, but I think the trick to life is finding <laughs> things that are attainable in the short term that can bring fulfillment. And I found for myself, for and sure. I've known this totally separate from our sexual conversations but just like being around people i am on the introvert to extrovert scale on zero to 100 
if zero is an introvert and 100 is an extrovert, in terms of yeah. like where you get your energy from, I'm like a 99. I get all my energy okay. from being around people. So like I actually right. like going to work and being in the office with people. I hate working from home. Same. Now, is it convenient? Sure. Does it make okay. certain things easier in life? Yeah. Is getting up and getting dressed and showering, get to the office and driving and all that stuff, is that kind of a pain in the ass at times? Definitely. But I get my enjoyment out of being around people. So the fact that being in the office and cracking jokes with friends and colleagues means so much more to me than sitting at home by myself where I kind of just For feel, sure. to your point, unfulfilled. And right. the tank the, the tank drains out and becomes empty. And so I mean, maybe that's maybe that's my issue because everything I do is at home. I, yeah. And lately I've been trying to get out more. But but yeah, it's that I'm always working from home. I'm always here doing stuff mentally and by myself and all that kind of stuff. And I do have to find like reasons to go out. And that is where I do feel the most fulfillment because like us as people we're meant to have a connection with people we're we're meant to connect with others we're not meant to be isolated or secluded and kind of makes us go mad when we are no completely agree it's so they talk about solitary confinement in prisons it's like torture and it is so I, right. I, yeah i would say get out of the apartment and go interact with people's the best advice i can give and yeah um, seek out I also find that seeking out what brings fulfillment is important. And typically you're not going to find that in your house and in your apartment. So taking advantage of the opportunities when you can to get out and interact with others will help, uh, help identify the things that bring in fulfillment and whether it's being around people or having that physical contact at times or just feeling valued because you're bringing value to somebody else's life from a job or from mentoring or, sharing inspiration. I mean, there's a lot of things that can bring value right. to people's lives and seeking that out, I think is important. And, For sure. Yeah. But I'd be lying if I didn't say, even when I'm doing all those things, part of me still wishes I had had more of some sort of connection with, with one person, because that's the thing too. It's not like, it's not like us being in a relationship is gonna, gonna make anything easier. <laughs> like it would be easier to, for somebody to hand that shot to me like you had true <laughs> if i'd have to set down my computer and run in the kitchen to get it it makes right. things easier but yeah no i, I agree but yeah I it doesn't like like relationships aren't aren't always easy but not a cure-all exactly but it's a good medium for you to rediscover yourself for you to try to grow and process things uh, it's a good medium for like becoming more understanding and patient and being able to understand others better and all that kind of stuff when you have like an intimate relationship with one person all day all the time it's I don't know I feel like it helps a lot it helps oh. us but it's not easy it's usually difficult for sure it's definitely if nothing else, it brings camaraderie and companionship. And I would say yeah. if, you want to, if you want to know what's been my biggest Achilles heel in life, it's not having that person to do stuff with. And so trying to find the relationship has been quite right. difficult. Part of it is I'm not necessarily putting in the time to finding the person. So I, I have to take some ownership over that. Another part of it is there's just a lot of things in life that demand my time. And so having the extra time to go find somebody is just a lot more difficult. And, you know, people talk about trying to find a significant other is like, finding a needle in a haystack. Well, if that's true for us, it's like finding a needle in an ocean. 
It's right. It's just a lot more difficult. And yeah, I totally yep. feel you. The, the physical contact would be great, but the companionship and company is what I miss the most. And I totally agree. It leaves exactly. you kind of drained not having it. Yeah. I 100% agree. <laughs> well. Which is why I was hoping you were going to introduce me to somebody. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was your job, Drew. That's I why mean, I became friends with you. You're, you're going to help mean, me up I mean, I could next... probably find you. I don't know if you listened to the last five, but I could probably find you some nice devotees out there in Cali. <laughs> Shit, you're in California. There's probably some fucking uh, sexual surrogates out there and shit who actually specialize in everything we were talking about. But yeah. Okay. But I don't it, know. It, the DVTs are... What was it again? <laughs> you told yep. me about it. Devotees, the people who got them fetishes about people who can't move. I, I can't tell if it's just paralyzed or dead people. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's an interesting topic. I've never really heard much yeah, about right. that, so I'll have to look more into it. You gotta it's, listen to that pod. It's fucking nuts. I will. Like, that's one of my biggest insecurities is, like, especially, oh, my God, even with this escort, no matter who it is, if I'm having sex with anybody, my biggest, like, insecurity is that she's gonna feel like she's having sex with a dead body and just, like, freak out. Because I'm always sh- like, wow, I can't can't move can't feel so i'm always like i'm always making like gestures with my head and trying to like get into it just to like make them feel better even though i can't fucking feel it but <laughs> so yeah i bet you just maybe reminded me of something so i've said mentioned that i walk with a cane and basically have all the functionality minus in the bathroom where i've still have to do adaptive stuff um yeah. you know cat- catheterize and whatnot straight cath and so um Outside of that, I have full feel well, not full, most feeling and most everything below my level of injury. So I'm, I'm essentially your kind of normal, <laughs> normal, able-bodied person that just lives a very messed up life um, in terms of a, like the functionality of an 85-year-old. Oh, my um, God. But originally yeah, I remember, my accident, I remember you told me, you told me if I fall out in public, it takes me like 30 minutes to get up. I exactly. Like, Jesus. <laughs> so I can still, like, I still make things happen. It's just... Things right. happen a little bit differently at times. But yeah. right after my accident, I was paralyzed from the shoulders down. And so my girlfriend at the time would come to the hospital and we would put a sign on the door saying, do not disturb or please come back later. <laughs> and we would have our have our time in the bedroom. But in the very beginning, she was very um, hesitant um, mm. to, to want to do stuff. And she's like, I feel like I'm raping you because <laughs> I, I couldn't move. I'm like, and this is when I started, I started to gain some feeling back. Didn't yeah. have movement, but I started to gain some feeling back. So I could feel stuff if she was like going down on me or whatnot, right. or touching me, you know, below my level of injury, below my shoulders. I could feel it, but I couldn't necessarily move. So I basically had to convince her how <laughs> us going at it was not her raping me. This was totally okay. consensual. And I, as, yeah, as like they, I give you consent. I yes. give you consent. This is okay. Yes, yeah, so whether it was in the hospital bed or in the wheelchair, uh, we we did things oh in a, a number of different positions, which was right quite interesting and, and funny and so it it took time for her to warm up but she definitely did and things were that's what's up awesome for for shit my for the situation school, my high school girlfriend it was the exact opposite we were so irritated that like we could never be alone before my accident but then for some reason after my accident everybody all our parents and shit were completely okay with us being alone so we were like all right cool <laughs> we gotta make use of this 
Exactly. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty much the opposite of her. It was like we, we basically couldn't stop going at it. But no, we we definitely had our fun. I I can definitely <laughs> say that. Yeah. It w- was was out. Uh, I don't. Did you ever know um, Christy Richards? One of no. the nurses at U of M. Christy Richards. No. Anyway, she you were you were on the adult side. I was on. I was. I, I was, was on the peed side. The old ass kid at 15 and peds but okay so anyways in the adult side at u of m i had a number of nurses so it wasn't just her but she was a good friend of mine um Mm -hmm. and at one point she uh went to stop by my room to give me medication and i you know said eh, kind of can you you come back later had the sign on the door and so she didn't come in she just knocked Mm -hmm. she came back later i said hey can you come back later again and whatnot and she after the second or third time of her stopping by to give me my meds and this is over a period of like two hours because as I mentioned, I can I can I can perform. I just can't finish, so things last a lot longer. She yeah. went to the she went to the uh, the break room for the nurses and was all flustered and whatnot. And one of the nurses, like you know, one of her coworkers, was like, "Christy, yeah. what's wrong?" She's like, "Damn quads, getting more action than I am." That's <laughs> so, what's up. <laughs> that is quite quite funny. Right. I will say the accident leads to some interesting, as you noted, interesting ass situations. Interesting yeah. situations that like you wouldn't you necessarily said, have otherwise. Bed, chair, whatever. Shit for you. You could probably do a bunch of crazy stuff on your shower chair or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's always interesting situations that you find yourself in. Yeah, people always make comments about my the accident in life, and I'm like, it it keeps life interesting. Sometimes right. good interesting, sometimes bad interesting, but it's interesting. Yeah. So life it's is not boring. Something. Definitely. Well, with that said, I think this is a good moment to wrap this up and make sure everybody knows that, yo, we we still get it in. It's not as often. We much we would much like it to be much more often, but it is what it is. And life is still enjoyable after this. And For sure. It yeah. definitely is. And I, I want to say thank you again for having me. And I know we, we actually originally met from, um, I was looking to give out a scholarship from the foundation yeah. I had started with some individuals. And yep. So anybody that's out there looking for assistance, it's thrivingaftersci.com. But was able to provide a scholarship to Drew because he is, as many of you probably know, one of the most inspirational people I've met. Um, ah, somebody that deals with a, a frustrating and demanding situation um, with optimism um, and inspiration. So thank you, Drew, to to you Dude. for for all you do for for providing a thank you a, a way to deal with things and an example yeah. for the rest of us of how we can potentially learn how to deal with the, <laughs> the the small things in life that really shouldn't be frustrating. And when you put things in perspective, and you help to do sure. that, um, yeah. makes life uh, more enjoyable. So thank you. <laughs> well, wow, appreciate that. Thank you. And if is there anything else you want to tell people to? where they can find you, where they can see your stuff and check you out at. I know you're yeah, not I'm, very active on social media. <laughs> I'm not. If you, we do have a uh, Facebook page, um, but it's for thrivingaftersci.com is the website. Um, try to give grants for um, grants for educational scholarships, which is where I found you, and then also for in-home therapy. Um, or if somebody wants to support the cause, you can obviously make donations there, and those are always very much accepted to, to help other individuals like Drew. Um, so you can find me there and if you're ever out in, uh, if anybody's ever out in Pasadena in California, love to have them over for a drink or just to catch up over lunch. So, um, you can always hit me up that way. That's what's up. And then 
I'll tell everybody as usual, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Drew Claiborne. Check out our website for our nonprofit, thedrewcrew.org. And uh, yeah, go on Facebook with the Drew Crew and all that kind of stuff. Follow me. Uh, and everybody, please go rate the podcast five stars and uh, five and a half. Right. <laughs> no, it's a 10 out of five for sure. But yeah. anybody who leaves a comment and their rating and wants a question answered or whatever. Whoever leaves a rating, it'll, I'll read it on the podcast. So if there's anything you want to tell anybody or get read out to the public, just put it into a five-star rating and I'll shoot it out there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is something I genuinely love doing. I think it's a really good platform for me to have these genuine conversations with friends of mine and to share people's story and to bring light to things that people that just don't think about or just don't know about. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Thanks, Drew.